0: Live from the Finley Toyota ESPN Las Vegas Studios. They took it away.
1: Now, Ed, we just did a segment that was so great that Jared sitting in the studio, instead of listening to us, retweeted a tweet that says, seriously, a monkey could bark.
0: This is the press box. The last two days on our opening segments, there's two segments we have for the best of. Now you're probably gonna have to play them on a loop because there's not a lot of best stuff on the show. We gotta pay attention during these times. With Grady and Bischoff. Coming
1: up next, we find out if monkeys can bartend.
0: On ESPN, Las Vegas. Hey, we're not in the studio this morning. No chance it's March Madness down at the Westgate Las Vegas Racing Sportsbook. It's Ed Tyler, Angel running the show here. Jared back at the studio. Big day ahead. Game start soon. Look at the lunatics already lined up to make bets. I like pets. the guy that walked by us and asked if the NCAA tournament started today. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, was that his question? Yeah. I had my he on. asked
1: us if the NCAA tournament started today. <laughs> and I was like, what are you doing here? It's 7 a.m. The sportsbook. <laughs> there's already a line of people Hugely to bet. Uh, oh, yeah. What, what do you think's happening today? Big line. And he was wearing a Golden State
0: Warriors jersey. Like. I, totally, I assume he likes
1: sports and basketball specifically.
0: I told totally him to get his bets in early, he just kind of waved me off. <laughs> I didn't know that. I did not know he asked that.
1: He did. That was his question. Is the NCAA tournament starting today?
0: Boy, will you look at this place? The, the line eventually will wrap around the bar, but they're already lined up. It's 7 a.m. There's about 20 people in line already to place bets. And I'm not sure you can do it before 8. I thought this, I, I, The doors are always open, but is, there any, is anyone making bets up there? I think Maybe so. They are.
1: I think they, they showed up early. They said, there's too many damn people in line. You better start taking bets. So come on out to the Westgate. Watch yeah. the NCAA tournament here. We'll be out here. Cofield and Company are here this afternoon as well. By the way, they're on at 1 o'clock uh, because we are carrying the NCAA tournament starting at 4 o'clock today, so an early edition of Cofield and Company. Also, make sure you download the Superbook Race and Sportsbook app. Right now, if you spend $100, you can get an extra $100 into your account. Let's go.
2: The First Bite. Oh, that, that, that was good, Jared.
1: Would you just headbutt the mic?
2: Kinda. The First Bite today is brought to you by Stephen from Australia. Did the Raiders' defense get better yesterday?
0: How about them jumping into the pool? They did something. They jumped into the pool with a bunch of checks,
1: man. So they signed Chandler Jones, three years, $51 million. uh, Got one of the best edge rushers uh, on the free agent market. They then turned around and traded Yannick Ngakwe to the Colts. Got in return a cornerback, Rocky Asin. Uh those were the two big moves. They, you know, they uh released Nick Kwiatkowski as well. We'll get to some of the offensive moves they made later in the show, but Chandler Jones, Rocky Asin,
0: Did they get better I yesterday? I thought they got better. I thought they got better with Chandler Jones. Um was he number 2 in PFF? Yeah, he
1: was their number 2 edge rusher that I mean, was available
0: as a free agent. Yeah. Uh only Von Miller was he was number 1. Um th- is this obvious then he's going to go 3-4?
1: Uh, it seems pretty
0: clear no, that it way. It seems pretty obvious like, now.
1: So, And that's the interesting part when, when you ask, did they get better? Because Chandler Jones has been more productive than Yannick Ngakwe. Chandler Jones has been awesome in his career. But he is 32 years old, right? It's not like you're, you're probably not getting the prime of Chandler Jones. You're probably getting the downturn of Chandler Jones for the next three seasons. I'm not convinced that Chandler Jones is going to be that much more productive than Yannick Ngakwe. However... When we're talking about scheme fit or fitting what Patrick Graham and the Raiders' defense want to do, Chandler Jones is probably going to be a better fit than whatever Yannick Ngakwe was going to offer them, especially if they're going to a three-man front as opposed to a four-man front. So better in terms of better to fit what the Raiders want. I'm not convinced yesterday that they got significantly better just straight-up talent-wise because, again, if you were comparing to last year, Yannick Ngakwe and Casey Hayward, right? right versus right. Chandler Jones and Rocky Rocky Asin. Asin. I Sin. Chandler Jones is the best of those four players, but I don't know that that's a significant difference in talent, right? It, it's probably scheme fit-wise a lot better for what Patrick Graham wants to do, but I'm not 100% convinced yeah. that the talent is actually
0: significantly better than where they were at the end of last season. I'm 100% convinced they're better at corner because I just like to say Rocky Asin. <laughs> I would like to write it, I would like to say it, and his second round pick and we're gonna say Rakyan Sen a lot. I don't know if they got better there because I thought Casey Hayward was really good Excellent last, last year, year. So I don't know if you can say Rakyasen is an upgrade there. I think for them it was just I mean, it was just important to get a corner. Um, hold on, I wanna ask you, you're
1: writing his name. What what if the RJ makes you write out his full name?
0: Uh his reading- first name is Abdurraham. Yeah, no. <laughs> I saw in the paper this morning, <laughs> Vinny's already gone with Rocky Sen, so that's what we're going with. We've already established <laughs> in the paper that he's going to be Rocky Sen. I think we need to start getting some letters to the editor saying, nope, nope. can't call him Rocky Sen. you got to call him by his full his, name. His full name? <laughs> no, that won't happen. I thought Casey Hayward was wonderful last year, but um, like I said, I thought it was important just to get a corner. And right. I don't think this is just any corner. I think he's a good player. Um but, you know, they they waited around on the corner spot for a few days, and I think people were freaking out. Um, so, I think, you know, I we'll see how he does. I think he'll start. I mean, he'll at least go into the season probably, what, uh, opposite Trayvon Mullen, at least to so start. So, I'm, I'm
1: curious Nate to Hobbs see. Nate
0: Hobbs had a good year last week. I mean, he was okay. Do the
1: Raiders, are they done at corner, at least in terms of, of potential starting at corner? Because they've been linked to Stephon Gilmore, right? Yeah. And hell, yesterday, like. At 11 a.m. before this trade was made, they were considered the favorites. Apparently, to, to land Stephon Gilmore, does Rakiasen and Trayvon Nolan? That seems like two guys that are two guys that are both potentially solid cornerbacks, but neither one is actually like a good corner. Like neither one is actually like a lockdown number one corner. So I'm I'm curious if they are in fact done at corner Cause they also got Anthony.
0: Uh Averett, yeah. Averitt. Is it Averett or Averitt? Uh, I don't know how to. But say. he was a corner I've for Baltimore. He was a starter. Right.
1: Well, when they everybody I mean, tore their ACLs, so he became a starter. Yeah. I think here's my. I guess the question is: Is Trayvon Mullen and Rocky Hudson is that a good cornerback duo? Like, I mean, I, I'm not completely sold 100 percent yet on Trayvon Mullen. Right. He hasn't been healthy for the majority right. of his career. When he's played, he's been an above-average cornerback in the NFL. But again, it's only above average. Like, I think that's right. the, that's the keyword. Rocky and Trayvon Mullen have both been above average in their careers. Neither one's really been an awesome corner, and maybe whatever scheme Patrick Graham plays will will fit them well, or or maybe they have a breakout year. But I think ultimately the Raiders have a few above average corners, and I'm curious to see if they're interested in getting better there, or if they say this is we we think we're going to make this mm. work. Because the other area is as of right now, Jonathan Abram's still a starter, right and right. If they go into next year and Jonathan Abram is a starting safety for this team, I think they will have made a mistake in the offseason when it comes to free agency slash the draft and acquiring pieces to fit holes on this roster.
0: I'd love to know what Patrick Graham really thinks of him. Haven't heard much, have Haven't, he- haven't, haven't heard much in terms of what he really thinks of him. Um, I don't, I think maybe he was asked. Maybe he was asked specifically at his press conference last week and he did mention that when he played closer to the line of scrimmage he thought he did a lot better, which was he couldn't do much worse. <laughs> I mean, you know, when he didn't play close to the line of scrimmage he couldn't guard he couldn't defend us, so he was gonna be better close to the line of scrimmage. But he didn't give him you know, it wasn't like one of these, you know, resounding positive right. remarks about him. He didn't like go over the top on him. So that'll be interesting to see if they go safety as well here. Uh, New Year's open, so we'll see what they do that. I don't think they're done I don't think they're done on either side of the ball. I mean well. I hope they're not. They can't be done on they offense, done. right? No. I mean, they got to – here's the interesting part about
1: the AFC West right now is the pass-rushing duos in the division are pretty phenomenal. I yes. mean, in, in all seriousness, Chris Jones and Frank Clark in Kansas City, probably the worst pass-rushing duos Think about that. in the league – or in the division. In the division. Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack are your top two in awesome. L.A. Bradley Chubb and now uh, Randy Gregory in Denver and obviously Max Crosby and Chandler Jones in Vegas. Like, that's an incredible group of pass rushers in one division. And when you have three awesome quarterbacks and a fourth good quarterback, uh, it's going to be a fascinating division to watch. And I'm curious to see, like, is, is the combination of Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, is that enough to negate the talent disparity between the top quarterbacks in this division and Derek Carr? like can those two basically negate a Justin Herbert for a game? Can those two negate for a game maybe? A Patrick Mahomes for a maybe game. Maybe right a well game. yeah when they yeah. play him. When they yeah. play him.
0: I mean for a game, yeah. Play, yeah,
1: can they basically make it less of a difference
0: between Mahomes and Carr or Wilson yeah. and Carr or Herbert and Carr? I think for a game, but then I also think for a game they could get torched.
1: Right. And at the same time, you know,
0: Bradley Chubb and Randy Gregory if they
1: sacked Derek Carr 6 Forced. times, yeah. Like, well, you got a problem. And that's the that's the part where you look at the holes on offense. Who the hell's starting on the right side of the offensive line for the Raiders right now? I mean, are they going back with Alex Leatherwood at guard or tackle? They haven't signed a tackle yet. A whole bunch of tackles have been signed this offseason. So I guess it's possible they draft a a starting right tackle in the first round. But if you tell me you're going Alex Leatherwood at right guard and a rookie at right tackle. Yeah, major problem. And that's what you're dealing with. And then also, who's their left guard at the moment? Is it Denzel Good? I think that would be the – well, hell – as it stands right now, Denzel Good should probably be their starting right, right tackle. tackle but <laughs> right tackle and Leatherwood inside. But assuming they That's get a ta- somebody else to play right tackle, I guess Denzel Goods the starting left guard at, at the moment, but he's also a potential cap cut or sal- uh, salary dump because you could save some cap money there if you got rid of him. So the on, based on their own moves on the defensive line, they probably know they need to get better on the offensive line. Because because if you're excited about Crosby and Chandler Jones, you also have to be worried because the other three teams in the division have pass rushers that are about that good, too. And right now, Alex Leatherwood might have to
0: block Bradley Chubb for an entire game. It's going to be tough on that rookie quarterback they start. (laughs) It's going to be tough when they trade that quarterback after they move Carr, when they trade Derek Carr. Do you think
1: Carr wants out of the division now? He's like, you know...
0: Yeah, well, I'll
1: I've tell you seen what, who everybody's got. His brothers want him out.
0: Eh,
2: I'll, I'll head somewhere else. Yeah.
1: We'll be fine. He's like,
2: he doesn't read anything. How would he even that know that Russell true. Wilson that's is true. playing for the Broncos? He's that just golfing.
1: Um, maybe you think Russell Wilson regrets coming to Denver now? He's like, Jesus, Chandler Jones got traded back into the division. What was, <laughs> I think the stat was Chandler Jones has sacked um, Russell Wilson the second most that any single defensive player has sacked wow. a single quarterback in the history of the NFL. So Chandler Jones has been terrorizing Russell Wilson for the entirety of both their careers. And now they're in the same division, different division, but they're in the same division. So it was a, I'll say this. It was a fun day yesterday.
0: Well, yeah, they just finally did something. They started until
1: day three, but they, yeah. and, and here's the thing. waited until day three. And they made like big moves. Yeah. Like we were making fun of them because it was like, oh, Darius Phillips is here to save the day. But like acquiring Chandler Jones and then trading Yanni Ngakwe away to bring in a cornerback. Those are big moves, and I assume that they're going to fit much better than say a Casey Hayward or a Rock or a, excuse me a Yannick Ngakwe. Um, but if you're the Raiders, you're hoping the talent upgrade is there. But they should be. Casey Hayward hasn't signed. He has not signed yet, so technically he could come back to yeah. the Raiders. I'd be surprised at this, at this point, point if if he with this
0: because of the money,
1: right? Um, but technically he could come back. I, who was it? He, he was, was he going to the Colts? I is think it was, was – oh, something? Vic Tafer tweeted yesterday. Back. That he, he thinks Wait, he's Gus Bradley's getting some guys back. Guess, does Gus Bradley – Casey just Hayward go, just follows him around. I was going to say, Gus Bradley just one year in a different team. and, and just Casey Hayward just kind of Brings the them. same four or yes. five players with him. Yeah. Like, yeah, come on. Because I think – was it the Colts that just signed Brandon Faison? Yes. Who was a corner here? Yeah. So, Gus Bradley's like, I've got about eight cornerbacks that I like in the league, and I'm just going to bring them with me to whatever job I'm going to next. So, there's the rage Oh, one last question on this. Do you think this moves them out of fourth in the division? No. Okay. Do you? <laughs> no, not at no. all. But it was a very exciting day, and then ultimately you go back and say, yeah, no. they're still probably the fourth best team in the division overall. Which Well, because of those offensive, os- offensive right. holes at this point. Right. I like if, so they, yes, if they lined up and played right now, Derek Carr might not make it through the game. Right. His tiny hands might not matter because he's just going to be cradling the ball in the fetal position after about the second try. Hold a golf club and hit people. (laughs) All right, coming up next, we will stay with the NFL because Deshaun Watson could be going to the Falcons and Matt Ryan could be on the move somewhere else. Hey, everybody, it's Joe Buck. I just wanted to take a second to tell you how excited, beyond excited, I am to come to ESPN and to get to do Monday Night Football. Get to do it with Troy. Get to do with Lisa Salters, with John Perry, the entire crew. It's going to be an absolute blast. And for that guy back there, a young Jack Buck, uh, I can't tell you how many times I went into a Monday Night Football radio booth with he and Hank Stram, and I sat there watching some of the greats to ever broadcast on television go into the Monday Night Football booth, never even thinking that I could end up there. And, well, here we are. I didn't see it coming, and gosh, I'm glad it did. Can't wait for the schedule to come out so we can find out where we're going to be each and every Monday night. I know you'll be there, too. It's going to be a blast. Can't
0: wait. We're back to the Press Box Morning Show with Ed Graney
2: and Tyler Bischoff.
1: We are at the Westgate. First day of the NCAA Tournament. Games get started at 915 today. Come on down. People already in line to place their bets. This place is going to be packed very, very soon. As it's the best place to watch the NCAA tournament. Well. What are you laughing we sh- at now? Are sure it's on? What? The NCAA tournament? <laughs> I mean, the one gentleman. Oh, the guy who was very confused. <laughs> he was just it. walking around saying, it's St. Patrick's Day, right? <laughs> I had no idea there was an NCAA tournament happening today. So, maybe come it's down It's St. Patrick's me. Day?
2: Yeah, it is St. Oh, yeah, Patrick's yeah.
1: Day. There's a guy walking around in a green St. Louis Cardinals jersey because it's St. Patrick's Day.
2: Well, I don't approve of that.
1: It's a big day. Um, so, staying in the NFL. Um. Deshaun Watson potentially going to get traded here. Uh, We have had Atlanta, Carolina, New Orleans, Cleveland. Am I forgetting anybody? I think those are the only four that have been interested in Deshaun Watson. I guess the Colts were as well, but the Texans said, no, we're not trading him in the division. Um, Report yesterday was that if Deshaun Watson were to end up in Atlanta, that Matt Ryan would then presumably be on the move. Matt Ryan could go to Seattle or Indianapolis. Um, the interesting part about a Matt Ryan trade on the Atlanta side first is he's got a massive dead cap hit number. If they trade him today, his dead cap hit this year against the Falcons will be $40 million. Oh. So the Falcons would effectively have $40 million and a quarterback not on their roster, and then Deshaun Watson's salary and cap hit coming in which would be kind of brutal but after this year it'd be done for and you'd be good to go into the future with Deshaun Watson which probably is how you look at it if you are the Falcons but I'm a little bit more interested right now on the idea of Matt Ryan getting traded can I ask you if you're Seattle why would you trade for
0: Matt Ryan at the moment like isn't that a quarterback you trade for if you're trying to win right they now? can't win that division with Matt Ryan right so I don't know why they would take on that kind of, that kind of contract and, 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 and him at this point in his career. Like, uh, you can pretty much put Matt Ryan in the sort of the same category as Derek Carr, right?
1: Like, right, right. Good, good Matt quarterback. Ryan, Matt Ryan's older, good quarterback. but good quarterback. Good right. NFL quarterback. Right. He's not going to be the reason you win a Super Bowl, but he's a good NFL quarterback. And if you have a good roster, then Matt Ryan can be the quarterback that helps you win. He can do what Stafford did for the Rams. And, like, the two teams mentioned, Seattle and Indy, the Colts, I think, make a ton of sense. Like, if, if the Falcons end up trading Matt Ryan, the Colts adding Matt Ryan, I think, is would be terrific for them. I think that the is the— Colts could win the division with right, him. Right. I think that is an absolute, like, that's a potential Super Bowl team if they were to add Matt Ryan. They're certainly by no means favorites in the AFC. No, but, but if, everyone around him is a lot better than right, what we'd see in Seattle. And that becomes a legitimate conversation. But in Seattle, it just would make zero sense whatsoever to me for them to then go trade— for cool.
0: Matt Ryan. And once you once you get rid of Wilson, isn't the ideas you're completely rebuilding and you start all over yeah. and you whether it's a rookie quarterback yeah. or whoever, you this is what you're doing, you're starting all over.
1: I would think so. And even like if you told me Seattle was a team that jumped in and traded for Deshaun Watson, even that would make more sense because he's younger, right? And right. you can you can envision, hey, we're gonna have Deshaun Watson as our quarterback for the next five to seven right. years or whatever. I don't think anybody's adding Matt Ryan thinking, yep, this guy, seven more years of Matt Ryan. I mean, he's, what is he, 37, 38? Like, you might get a few more years out of Matt Ryan, and I think that's where a team like the Colts comes in, where, yeah, the Colts could get a few years here, a small window for them to potentially win a Super Bowl. Matt Ryan is the quarterback. It would make a lot of sense. I mean, same, if the Raiders were to trade Derek Carr, I think the Colts would make a ton of sense there, too. He's 36. 36, okay. But it's not young. If he's going to have a Tom Brady career, yeah, he might have another decade in him. But that's more of an anomaly. So you're probably getting three Three years, four years out out of Matt Ryan. Um, So that just, I don't know, doesn't make a whole lot of sense to me. I did want to ask you this. Is there any chance that the Raiders are interested in Deshaun Watson and keeping it quiet? (laughs) Is there any chance that's happened? Like all the Deshaun Watson stuff has been public. About, well, about teams interested, meeting with certain teams, and the what the Texans have been like, hey, we have to accept the offer before you meet with them. Is there any chance that the Raiders have been interested, have talked to the Texans, maybe even to Sean Watson,
0: and they've managed to keep it quiet? As, he, as good as he is, wouldn't you have had to make a call? If would, you're the Raiders? Yeah. Wouldn't, would you, so? wouldn't you have had to pick up the phone and say, and like we said last week, the conversation could have lasted two seconds, but it could have not. Can you imagine... Well, I can imagine the picture on the front page
2: <laughs> of uh, Deshaun Watson.
0: <laughs> how you doing? Wake up to that. I woke up to the newspaper. I thought you didn't read. Uh, boy, could you – and the other thing is, these other teams have come out pretty quickly on social media. I will say this. I don't know much about how Dave Ziegler works yet, but if he was able to keep that quiet, that guy deserves a raise. Right. It would be really impressive to keep that quiet this long because other teams have already talked to Deshaun Watson. So, I – I think, you know, unless you have Pat Mahomes or someone like that, I think everyone should have called. I don't, I don't know why he's one of the – what's he – when he comes back, he's a top-five quarterback immediately. Yeah. He's one of the best quarterbacks in the league.
1: So – and the reason I ask if, if you think there's a chance they've kept it quiet is because of what happened with Baker Mayfield. Like, we saw the Browns um, have interest in Baker May- – or, excuse me, in Deshaun Watson, and it led to Baker Mayfield posting a goodbye uh, letter on Instagram, on Instagram and Twitter. And Baker Mayfield hasn't left Cleveland yet. He is still the quarterback on that roster. And if if the Browns don't trade for Deshaun Watson, what happens? He said goodbye, and, and they're just done. Although I will say there yeah, was. going to be in a bad spot. Chris Mortensen did report on uh, ESPN yesterday that the Browns are breaking up with Baker Mayfield even if they don't get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, he also said they want an adult in the room.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Baker's kind of always had that, you know crazy way about him with the commercials and everything like that
1: who would you rather have jimmy
0: garoppolo or baker mayfield for how long one season next year sure next year i might rather have baker mayfield really i think i'd
1: take jimmy garoppolo i don't think it's that big of a difference matt ryan like yeah you're right that wasn't a choice but like i like if i'm the browns because the other thing chris morton said is jimmy garoppolo would be an option in cleveland if i'm the browns i'm not like I don't know. I, it's not worth it to me to go from Baker Mayfield to Jimmy Garoppolo. Like, even even if you think Jimmy Garoppolo is better, it's not worth it to whatever you have to do to make that move. You have to trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. That's not worth it. That's not enough of an upgrade. Now, if you're going from like Seattle's going from Drew Locke to Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, that's probably worth it. But not from Baker Mayfield. Like, sure, your Baker Mayfield's gonna self destruct six six times a year, and it's gonna be the reason you miss the playoffs or something. But so is Jimmy Garoppolo. Right, like, that right. guy self-destructs quite often as well. There's just not, I don't know, a big difference there. And, by the way, when the hell is Jimmy Garoppolo getting traded? It's like right after the season ends, he's like, yeah, I know this was it this for it me in me. San Francisco. It's March 17th, and it's – no, he's still in San Francisco. Why, why do you think that is? The market's just
0: t- timid on him?
1: Maybe that, Maybe it's a weight on Deshaun Watson situation. Oh, it's a be. like teams that want to – like – I take the fourteen. Or well, I don't think Atlanta would be involved if it was Jimmy Garoppolo, but take the other three, Cleveland, New Indy. Orleans and Carolina, and Indy as well. They're probably all sitting back waiting on, well, we we could get Deshaun Watson. Right. So why are we right. we're not gonna add we're not gonna go get Jimmy, Jimmy Garoppolo, Garoppolo until right. we know we can't get Deshaun Watson. So it might be that simple. It might be that simple as once Deshaun Watson's situation is well, his football situation is resolved, the other situation's not gonna be resolved for a no. minute. But once the football side is resolved, then maybe Jimmy Garoppolo is traded immediately, right? Like, you think, the, you think the 49ers have called these teams and been like, all right, if you don't get Deshaun Watson, what are you giving us for Jimmy Garoppolo? Like, they've already agreed to, like, three trades with teams. Can you imagine that?
0: <laughs> One's being Cleveland.
1: That's why Baker Mayfield said goodbye. Yeah. So it's, all right, if we don't get Deshaun, we've already, we've already shipped
0: you to San Francisco, Baker. You're going to back up Trey, Trey Lance, Lance. is the future for He'd you. He'd be really happy about that. A lot, there'd be a lot of positive remarks. That. There'd be another Instagram post. All right, coming
1: up next. Brad Powers joins us to get you ready for how to bet on the NCAA Tournament.
2: White State can look beyond the horizon. They're moving on with a win in the first four. 93-82 over Bryant in the Battle of 16 Seeds. It's the Press Box with
0: Graney and Bischoff on ESPN Las Vegas.
1: Joining us now is Brad Powers. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, at Brad Powers 7, BradPowersSports.com. Good morning, Brad. How Hi, are Brad? you today?
3: Excellent. Thanks for having me on, guys.
1: Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite first-round bet?
3: Oh, wow. Coming right out Let's strong. Go. I appreciate <laughs> that. Uh, I'll tell you what, uh, right now, because the market hasn't been into it too much yet, I like Notre Dame-Alabama under after Notre Dame uh, just went to double overtime last night. Uh, I don't expect the Irish to have much legs. especially considering the fact that game got off to a late start to begin with, and they're playing well after midnight East Coast time. Fly across the country to San Diego, play a relatively early afternoon game, on uh, 115 Pacific time start. I don't think they're going to run. Uh, Alabama will want to run I alpha like Alabama in the game minus four. So Notre Dame, Alabama under 152 and Alabama minus four. That would be my favorite bet uh, first round Thursday or Friday.
0: Boy, they do, they do a lot of favors for those play uh, <laughs> D- in teams. <laughs> Ohio, it might go double overtime, and now you're flying to San Diego for an early game. At least make the game late.
3: You would think, Gee. but uh, certainly they certainly punished uh, those first four teams.
0: Uh, seeing people bet this morning, um, give people listening who are, haven't made their plays yet and might just you know start tomorrow. Wh- what are some of the things you look for, especially first round games? Because when it comes to brackets, that's kind of how you win and lose a bracket. Because you know most team people have the same Final Fours and same Elite Eights. So there are certain things you look for matchup wise in the early rounds.
3: Well, I think you just said the key word, matchup. It's all about matchups. I mean, at this point, if you're trying to bet on Thursday and Friday, I mean, there's so much more value in games in obviously November and December. Even, heck, last week, when you're talking about conference tournaments and teams are playing day after day, so much more value. So if you're looking to find value this time of year, you got to look at matchups. So what do I mean by that? Well, I mean, first and foremost, you get a lot of teams that haven't played each other, not only this season, but regularly. In, in, even recently, in the last few seasons. So, you, you're looking at, you know, you can have massive disparities as far as strength of schedule, non-conference strength of schedule, massive differences as far as, you know, rebounding percentages, because uh, of disparities among height. Uh, average starting fives can be uh, quite disparate. So, all that and above is what you're looking to possibly take advantage of this time of year. When it comes to bracket, I mean, it's real simple. I mean, if you have a small bracket pool, it's you and your buddies, it's 10, 12 guys or whatever, it's a small office. I mean, it's okay to go chalk. In <laughs> those, uh, I mean, that, that gives you the best chance to win. But if you're talking the national pools or, or bigger pools, 100 or more people in it, or even, you know, a few thousand, that's where you have to pick some upsets to stand out uh, if you're going to have any chance of winning. Uh,
1: for the first round, is there, can an underdog be too popular? Like, South Dakota State's a popular one. Like, do you ever look at one and say, yeah, that's that's too popular of an underdog now?
3: Yeah, I do. So that's a good question. Uh, look, I mean, I, I want to fade Providence. They're number one in the country in Ken Palm's luck category. Not only number one this year, I think if you stack rank them the last 21 years, they're ranked, like, third overall in that time period. So, but... That's price on the line. That's why Providence is only a two-point favorite. It's the shortest spread ever in a four-versus-13 matchup. So, uh, I mean, 15 years ago, South Dakota State's getting five or six points in this game, even uh, with the same metrics. And, and that's how much sharper the, the market is now compared to, to what it was. So, you're, you're right. I'm not jumping in on South Dakota State. I, I bet the under in that game. And You're know, right. Uh, I, the, the, they're, I, I try to avoid the, the trendy upsets. Or if you're going to bet them, Bet them early, like I mean, I bet in New Mexico State uh, today, but I bet them, you know, three days ago when they're getting seven and a half instead of waiting uh, for the line to be six six and a half.
0: Uh, you said under a few times, um, new gyms, new teams, new matchups, uh, nerves. state tournament. Do you find there's more unders at least in the first few rounds? At least uh, what you like.
3: I do t- tend to trend up more under than over. Uh, i mean obviously the, the the hang up is you can get you know late game you know foul fast right. with, with teams possibly going home but traditionally speaking i prefer under uh, i know public is involved heavily involved i mean this is the time where the public's starting to bet basketball for the first time this season for the most part uh and, and you know they want to bet over so there's value in that i also think the game means that much more you get increased intensity especially in the defensive end so I mean, certainly, I find myself betting more unders, but specifically, and this is one to keep in track of because it was very popular last year uh first half unders hit really had a really good stretch, and if they start hitting today, look for a lot of people in the market to start adjusting the first half unders. uh is there
1: a team that you liked before the bracket came off or came out that you backed off of because they got a tough either first round draw or just general uh, region draw
3: uh. You know, I, I was thinking I was going to pick Kentucky to win it all. I mean, I had them in the final four, but I mean, I just couldn't pull the trigger to have them beating Gonzaga. So, I mean, I was a little disappointed they're on the same side as Gonzaga. That would be one. You know, UCLA uh, also being in the same bracket region uh, as, as Kentucky well, was a little bit of a downfall for me because I was hoping UCLA. I, to get them a favorable draw for them to, to maybe advance them to the Final Four. So those are the first two that come to mind.
0: Uh, Mountain West has not been good lately in the tournament. Wyoming's already out, so now you have Colorado State, Boise State, San Diego State, all with very, very low odds in terms of close odds with those teams. First game today, Colorado State-Michigan. Do you like any Mountain West team to get a win?
3: I like San Diego State. I mean, I just think I mean, when you want to talk about matchups, I think it's a bad matchup their opponent, Creighton. Without a point guard, I know they won a couple games in the Big East tournament without him, but you know, it's now six games and they're three and three, and now they're facing the best defense that they've faced in that time frame. So, I just think San Diego State's defense will be too much for Creighton. So, San Diego State will advance, in my opinion, and I've laid a two and a half at this point. Shop party is still fine, too. Uh, the, the one obviously money came in on Colorado State due to Michigan's point guard being out, but. I feel like Michigan's side advantage down low. I mean, Colorado State had a little bit of a travel issue there. and Michigan just played in this exact arena last week. So I, I do think Michigan advances. Then as far as the Boise State-Memphis game, unique matchup. I mean, obviously Memphis is way more talented, but Boise State, in my opinion, is better coached, and they take care of the basketball better. But I just ended up betting the under there, a relatively early start time for a Pacific Coast game.
1: Brad Powers with us, getting you ready for the NCAA tournament. Do you believe at all that if Memphis gets through Boise State, they can beat Gonzaga?
3: Oh no, no. I mean, they they, they can't overwhelm Gonzaga talent-wise, and I mean, Mark Few versus Penny Hardaway is a major coaching mismatch. So, no, that that would be a stutter for me.
1: Where is there anyone in that region with Gonzaga, or who would be the team in that region that you think would give them the most trouble before the Final Four?
3: I think it's Texas Tech. That's who I have them facing in the lead eight. Uh, I have Texas Tech being Duke. I um, mean, just because, number one, Texas Tech, I think, is really well coached. Adams, in my opinion, the first-year coach, should be up for coach of the year. I think their pressure-style defense can get african back. So that that would be the hang-up there. I just don't think Connecticut or Arkansas has the horses to get them in a Sweet 16 game.
0: How many games or days will I be flying the Baylor flag outside my house? <laughs>
3: <laughs> uh i'll say one thing i think that for a defending national champ and a one seed i don't think a lot of people are talking about them no. so i i can't believe i'm saying this but they might even be undervalued i mean i just got them saying i like ucla and kentucky in that region so i mean i'm part of a, <laughs> the, the narrative against Baylor here i do think though that they could have a tough second round matchup especially if it's north carolina uh, I got him in the Sweet 16, but I, I just don't see him come out of that region. That region is, I mean, really tough. I mean, Purdue, even as a three-seed, uh, could be a team that can go score for score. So, I, I they get out of the first weekend, but they're not making it to the final yeah. four.
0: I'll take I'll take the flag down on Monday. <laughs> um, I, I am curious on Baylor as
1: sort of an example. They're not going to have LJ Crier for the first two round or first two games of the NCAA tournament, but. He, he hasn't played for, I don't know, what, it's been 10 games, maybe not that much, but he hasn't they've played without him for a little bit here. How much does that matter to you when its team is missing an important player but they've already played without him for a little bit?
3: That's another good question. Uh, I kind of like it, to be honest with you, because, I mean, they've had to go through some adversity, you know, and they've had to rely on, on other key guys already. Cause, I mean, when it comes to the tournament, I mean, it's Sure, it's nice having that go-to guy all the time, but I mean sooner or later, he's going to be off and have the depth to, to overcome some. So yeah, Baylor, I think that's a positive. The other team that comes to mind, there's two other teams that come to mind. I, I mean, Houston's a five-seed, and I get it, they're not the same team because Marcus Sasser is injured and whatnot, but I mean, <laughs> he hasn't played like the last 15, 20 games, one of their best guards, and I mean they've been okay without him, including that big win over Memphis, so I think Houston probably got a little bit too punished there, too much punished there. The team that I think that, that I was really impressed with was, you know, Kentucky played a few games here recently without Wheeler and Ty Ty Washington well, did well without them. Now that they got them healthy in the lineup, I think that
1: bodes well for the Wildcats. Should I change my first round pick uh, off of San Francisco to Murray State because they're big guys out?
3: Uh, I think so. Uh, I, I mean, I bet Murray State – Before that news broke, I'm a little worried uh, that too many people are on the racers here, but that is one where, you know, is he worth three points to the line, no, but uh, it's certainly, you know, one and a half points or so, and I think that's enough to swing it towards Murray State. Well, he
1: is Brad Powers, as always, Brad, we appreciate it. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, Brad Powers 7, and Brad com. Thanks, Brad. Thanks a lot, Brad.
3: Hey, thanks for having me
1: on, guys. Take care. Awesome stuff. Awesome so, stuff. I did change my pick right now from San Francisco to Murray State. What are you out of your mind? Look at me. I'm changing right now. <laughs> and I like San Francisco a lot. My favorite coach in the yeah, entire country is at San Francisco. But their second-best player is not going to play in the first game. And I think Murray State's like 33-4 and four or something ridiculous like that. It was close enough that you'd probably swing it back there. All right, coming up next, we'll stick right here with college basketball.
2: Uh, Dribbles past center court. Seven seconds left. Notre Dame with the ball. Now Wesley driving toward the goal. Puts up a
0: bank shot and scores. Tying the game with 2.7 seconds left. We're back to the press box with Grady and Bischoff.
1: How worried are you about Baylor not having LJ Cryer?
0: I don't, I've, uh, I was with Brad Powers before we even had him on. I think I had him out in the 16. I just don't look. They lost too much from last year with those guards, um, they lost a big that we can only remember from UNLV in his star days. Jonathan, Chum- Jonathan Chambuchatua, yeah, um, but I just you know like Flo Thamba, like Matthew Meyer, guys like that. But I don't know, like you said, he hasn't played in a while, and they're still pretty good. So last I time he the played w- was February 16th. Okay. They're five and one since yeah. then, and they they beat Kansas without yeah. him in that stretch. I watched that game. Still have him out on this. I think I I'm on the 16. UCLA? UCLA. I'm out against UCLA, yeah. So UCLA is going to lose to St. Mary's in the second round and
1: (laughs) ruin that entire pick No, they're going to beat
0: Indiana. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to beat Indiana.
1: It is is interesting. Uh, Like Brad mentions, that Baylor sort of being the defending champion, number one seed, but what? The third most popular one seed, fourth most popular one seed. I mean, Gonzaga is the most Zaga, popular. Arizona, Baylor, and
0: there's the fourth. Uh, they're
1: behind yeah, Kansas I think they're too. Behind Kansas. and Hell, they're probably behind Kentucky in their own region. Yep,
0: yep. I mean, that's who, who are, are the we? other two? Is Villanova. They're ahead of them. Duke. I think they'd be ahead of them. Kentucky and the ahead of them, and Auburn. Oh.
1: Like it's it's pretty I mean, it's pretty fascinating that you've got a team that is the defending champion, and that's.
0: I wonder if that gave them the one.
1: Because they were the defending champion. Well, I thought
0: they were a two. I thought they were going to get a two. I really did.
1: Here's your all right. So ESPN, uh, their website, uh, will tell you how many people have picked like a certain team to win the championship. Gonzaga has been picked by 27% of people to win the title on ESPN. Arizona is the second most popular at 13%. Kansas at 8.3%. Fourth most popular is Kentucky, at 6.9. Then Duke at 6.3. Baylor comes in behind two two seeds with only five point four percent of people picking them, so not very. Not, not many people like Baylor very much. They, no. they don't
0: think you're flying that flag very often, very long. We're flagging it. We're, we're flying that through the sweet six, to the sweet sixteen. We're flying it through the sweet sixteen. Only fifty three percent of people have Baylor in, in the, the sweet in sixteen. The sweet sixteen. Yeah, I think they get sweet sixteen. They're, I mean, he's a really good coach.
1: Yeah. Oh wait, no, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, I am reading Elite that eight. wrong. But yes, has them winning yes. in the Sweet Sixteen. Seventy-nine yeah. yeah, percent have them in, in the Sweet, sweet, sweet 16. sixteen. So, there you go. There are three point eight percent of people have Baylor going out in the first round.
0: <laughs> Idiots. <laughs> Losing to a sixteen. I tell you what, they lose a, six, a sweet six, uh, sixteen seed i would have to retire the flag. Flag's never flying Flags again. Flag's never flying again. It's done for. Done for good. I'll take done down that, that white uh, bracket that I hang it in. That <laughs> thing will be coming down tomorrow.
1: I mean, if it gets windy enough, it'll probably tear itself it's true. down, right? It's true.
0: Yeah. <laughs> it, gets, it gets flapping in that wind. I'll tell you what. We have, some, we have some video of the flag flapping pretty hard in the wind.
1: We're out here at the Westgate. Uh, first day of the NCAA tournament. Uh, our show until 10. Games get started at 9.15. Coalfield and Company. They're starting at 1 o'clock today, an early edition of Cofield & Company, because we're carrying games starting at 4 o'clock. So you can hear the uh, nightcap of the NCAA tournament right here on ESPN Las Vegas, and you can come down and watch all the games at the Westgate as this place starting to fill up today, Um, starting to get quite full. A lot of green in here. There's, unfortunately, a guy in a Mississippi State baseball jersey. He probably should go back to Starkville. No need for him to be here. That's ridiculous. But – uh, we 'll be out here at the Westgate today and tomorrow, so come on down and watch some college basketball. Um, have you made any changes to your final four
0: well you 've got more than one bracket, but have you made any changes to your final four? Oh, I do know that I went back and looked. I did not have Iowa in the final four. I had Villanova okay, I, I put Villanova. did the you have
1: final. Iowa beating Kansas in the sweet sixteen? No, I
0: did not oh, okay. I had Kansas because I had Kansas against Villanova Villanova. I think I had Kansas against Villanova okay. so. That one was at Gonzaga, Arizona, Kentucky, Villanova. And the other one was Gonzaga. I cannot remember. Don't
1: tell me you picked the same Final Four in
0: both. No, no, no. Okay. No, 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 you no.
1: shouldn't have even picked Gonzaga actu- in both. I actually
0: put Illinois in one of them. Oh, I put Jared's per- going to like that. I put Purdue in one of them. It might have been the second one. might have been the second one. I went, kind of, I went a little crazy on the second one. But like he said, I mean, our, our pool has, well, 65 people and counting. Um that's and counting, are they signing
1: up right now? They got an hour. They have till nine AM.
2: <laughs> they have till nine AM.
0: If you wanna sign up, you have till nine AM. Jared will
1: send you the link. Who is filling out a bracket right now? Like just starting.
2: Oh, oh me because i forgot i'm supposed to do one for our website
1: yeah come on lvsportsnetwork.com yep good good point jared lvsportsnetwork.com find the banner right in the middle say march mania click on it and fill out your bracket and we've got fifteen hundred dollars worth of prizes we got what is it food for a year for my heart mac and cheese a staycation at the sahara plus dinner for two golden knights tickets uh, signed golden knights jersey as well so lvsportsnetwork.com fill out a bracket there you Uh, could win some fun prizes i think
2: i may have been drinking too much i have one of my brackets where providence wins it all good over gonzaga
1: yeah that's a good bracket (laughs) it's probably gonna happen they win a lot not very not necessarily i think they're in the 40s in kenpom despite having a ridiculously good record because they win every game by two points but hey all
2: i want is that those announcers to get more beer dumped on them
1: Oh, the oh, yeah. Providence radio yeah. call. Yeah, they weren't very happy about that. Uh, it's the NCAA tournament.
0: They're, they'll be like by the media. There won't be any beer to dump on them. They'll be fine.
2: No, you got to. as a fan. You got to run up to them.
0: Okay. I bet there's people filling out brackets. You have to. What's to wins? Colorado State, of Michigan on nine. I mean, 15, you might be 9, making 20. some adjustments, right? Like yeah, you might like, have listened to Brad Powers yes, and been like, "Oh, that's a good on, point. Exactly. I'm we'll going to change on, something." Exactly.
1: But you're not. You're nobody's just now looking at the bracket saying, "Who's my Final Four going to be?" Right. I don't know. I want
0: more people in my bracket, so there's more money of uh, there's more money out there. So. <laughs> so you know, you have till 9 a.m. You have till 9 a.m. Fill it out. <laughs> Go ahead. Want more money? it want just wants
1: more best. money that he's not going to win. Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah, that's fine. Exactly. That's fine. Pay, th- pay three places, but I won't. I won't be in the top three.
1: Uh, Colorado State plays the first game in about an hour and 15 minutes. They're underdogs despite being a six seed. Like 9:15 our time. Are they winning? It, does, it depends on which bracket you're asking me because I had them win in one bracket and I had Michigan in the other. So, My logic, terribly flawed logic, I watched Michigan beat UNLV by double digits and I watched UNLV beat Colorado
0: State by like right. 20 twice. Terrible I watched, logic. I watched Michigan beat up on San Diego State and I'm like, okay.
2: Put, put them in, in the second round, but
0: only in one bracket.